just I just I just speak my peace keep my peace What's good y'all? Welcome to the Speak My Peace podcast. As always, I'm your gracious host, Greg Lacey. Like we always do about this time, hope this episode reaches you all in good health. Hoping that you're taking care of yourself and your loved ones, as we know how important that is uh, today. Before we do get into this episode, I do have to go back and backtrack last episode. Last episode, I called that man a parasite, and I take that back. Um, I don't know that man to be calling him a parasite, but I think most of you got the point I was trying to drive home in terms of the comparison, them things being long overdue and long drawn out. I think that there's a time, this is a time now to where we officially stop. And that's what I was trying to drive home. I don't know that man personally to call him a parasite, so I take that back. Speaking about last episode, the irony in me saying last episode that uh, I wasn't going to make the speak or, or, or I wasn't going to make the episode an album review episode and then you all are going to see like the next couple of episodes kind of like align with things that were discussing the album but that just goes to show my point of how important that album was to me and just how aligned I felt like that album was to what we have been speaking about here on the Speak One Peace podcast um, on season five the next few episodes you're probably going to see um, the next few episodes, you're going to see me cover, you know, a, a couple topics that are aligned with certain th- songs in that album. Um, and so I will make those connections, but I promise you that this season was planned <laughs> before that episode released. So this is not like a last minute adjustment. It's just literally just things happen to fall in place. With speaking about last episode, speaking about that album, I do want to go back and backtrack into a statement I made. Um, that statement I made about, um, Black man failing me. I'm going to get into it in this episode, um, but I feel like I had to address that because I feel like that's a like a very flagrant statement to make without providing any um, compre- comprehension or additional facts um, behind it. And so that's what this episode is going to be about. And I felt like I had to do so because I didn't want to be the person using, especially with what this platform is, um, I don't want to be using this platform to be contributing to something that America, something that the world already does in terms of bringing down the black man and, and, and creating the stereotypes and feeding into stereotypes and, and different tropes and things like that. That's the last thing I want to do with the Speak on Peace podcast. So I'm going to address more in depth in this episode what I meant by that statement. I wholeheartedly meant that statement, but I don't want that statement to just be out there without any um, meaning behind it. Because if you take away what I meant behind it, it's just a statement in itself when it says black man has failed another black man. And so I just wanted to um, erase that. And going back into the album, though, one of my standout songs in that album on the first listen was the song Father Time. Um, Father Time is a track I feel like most people um, took to that song as well. Um, it was a standout track from the album. The reason why it hit home for me is because it's the topic that he was discussing as far as just like daddy issues, um, issues that young men develop with the relationship to their fathers growing up. And I felt like the take that Kendrick Lamar provided on it was very interesting. Not something that's new, but to see this shed in its light, it was something that was very needed because you hear the term daddy issues, you hear the phrase daddy issues, a lot of times it's associated with women, um, a, a promiscuous women, um, women who have having trouble with failed relationships, 
um, a lot of time you hear about daddy issues and it's like they attribute to a woman, but the term daddy issues and father issues is not only exclusive to women, like men do with them too. Um, and it's not exclusively to people who don't have fathers or father figures in their lives. Like people have father figures in their lives and they go through things as well. This song addressed that. It addressed the stereotypes of daddy issues being limited to women. It addressed stereotypes of, of black men and daddy issues only being relating to men who don't have fathers or father figures in their life. We had Kendrick Lamar painting this picture of um, the issues he had growing up with his father in a relationship with his father, with a father who was present, a father, a father who was there for him, a father who cared for him, a father who took uh, care of him, provided for him, all these different things. Um, you know, despite him being there despite him being present you know he felt like he still had you know there were still some chinks in the armor of their relationship and i feel like this is not something that's new but it's something that's for the first time really been discussed from someone of his stature but also just from a black man just someone speaking about that um we forget a lot of times that being present is not always especially in considering you know parenthood and fatherhood being present is not always the end all be all like a lot of times people are present and they shower their their children with with gifts and money and miss out on the love and affection and so your your child goes up missing out on that key important those key important things in their development um sometimes you may just provide your your child with love and affection and your kid may grow up grow up struggling and whatever the case may be there are so many instances that go into that never-ending cycle that never-ending job of, of parenthood and so to see this drawn out here on the song, to see it played out here on the song, to hear Kendrick Lamar express these things, is like it was eye opening. Um, it was a powerful message that I feel like resonated with a lot of people in, in many different instances. As I was preparing for this episode, I was watching um, Men in Society because it's on Netflix now. Um, and I just had it on just like in the background. I started preparing this episode like right after I finished the last episode. So still listening to that album heavily. That song still been heavily on my mind. Um, but also preparing for this episode, considering the statement I made in the last episode. And as I'm preparing for this episode, I was watching um, Menace of Society and speaking about just alignment and things happening at the right place and me being in the right place at the right time. As I'm preparing for this episode and just watching this movie, I just got it on in the background. I look up towards the end of the movie where um, Kane and Ronnie go visit Purnell. For those of you who've never seen Men of Society, now is a good time to go watch it. I'm not about to explain it for you all. Um, but for those of you who know Men of Society, you know the scene I'm talking about. They went to go visit Purnell um, right before they moved to Georgia. And um, Purnell talks to Kane. Purnell, in this instance, is Kane's. It's not his OG, but it's his big homie. Um, Kane is now dating Purnell's baby mama officially. He's about to move with his baby mama. And now he's going to be the father figure in Purnell's son's Anthony's life. And so this is the first time Kane sees Purnell on, on a jail visit. And on the phone, as they're parting ways, Purnell says, referring to his son, teach him better than I taught you. Teach him the way that we grew up was bullshit. And this goes back into that statement I made about black men failing me. And that really drew my mind to something else. Watching that movie took me to another L.A. classic um, movie, which was Boys in the Hood. A lot of people think if, if you ask someone what Boys in the Hood is about, they're going to say L.A., they're going to say gang culture, um, 
and that's like for the most part what they're going to give you a lot of people mix miss out on the actual importance of that movie and i'm one of them it took me growing up to really understand what that movie was about i thought here was a movie that was showcasing what the world was look like in the neighborhood i grew up in prior to me arriving in that neighborhood that's just what i thought it was you know showing gang culture showing shootouts showing um <clears throat> car shows on crenshaw athletes growing up many different things but growing up that's what i took that movie as um on faith value and it took me being a mature adult to really understand the importance in that movie the importance of a furious styles as you see i named this episode after him um but the importance of furious styles in that movie and the importance of furious furious styles and the, the role he played in his son's life the role he played in the life of the the other neighborhood boys um around who didn't have a father figure in their life but also the role he played in the neighborhood boys in the hood showed us a depiction of a responsible black man and telling the black man an open-minded uh open-minded open-minded black man a responsible black man i think i said responsible already um and a hard-working father all these things and while also still being a father and that really hit home for me when i finally had that 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 realization of what that movie or not even what the movie is about because it's not solely focused on lawrence fishburne's character or uh furious styles um but to me now as i watch it that is the most important thing to me that is the thing that sticks out to me like yeah everything else is is is, is dope you know ice cube um cuba Gooden jr um i don't know why i forget old boy's name um but you all know, like, when you think of that movie, these are the faces. These are the, the things you think about. You think about Ice Cube on the a, on a, on a steps. You think about Ice Cube going to get revenge for his brother Ricky. You think about Ricky getting shot. You think about all these things. But a lot of people miss out on the importance of the role Favorite Styles played in his son's life. Here we had a depiction of a, of a broken home, a, a, a father, a young father, a young mother, black mother, and black father bringing his young boy into this neighborhood, bringing his young boy into his world, into this neighborhood of, of, of this ghetto. And the father understanding that the boy had reached a turning point in his life to where the mother would not be able to properly guide him to prevent him from going down a route that his friends ended up going down. Um, one ended up getting killed. Another one, or they both ended up getting killed. His closest friends ended up getting killed. We missed out on the importance of that decision of Furious Styles at 10 years telling his baby mama that at 10 years old his son needs to come live with him <clears throat> y'all excuse me <clears throat> some water but we missed out on the importance of that and in, in that action and that is a very pivotal part of that movie that is a very pivotal part in his son's life and that is what that statement was to me I didn't have that um growing up that was the the black men have failed me i didn't have no one to guide me and that's really what i meant and and that statement is not an indictment on the men in my life um that statement is not an indictment on all black men that is just my reality this podcast this platform is a is a place for me to speak about my experiences in life um it's in a platform for me to account for certain things that I've seen. It's a it's, it's a platform for me to details certain things that I've seen or heard. 
and just share my thoughts and my feelings. And that is my reality. You know, if you're listening to this, you don't have to agree with the statement. You don't have to relate to the statement. Just understand that that is my reality. And I know that despite that being unique to me, it may be something that relates to you. The statement in itself and the experience in itself. Um, but again, it wasn't an indictment on specific people or a, sp- a specific group of people either. I said it before and I hate to continue to say it because it sounds cliche, but this is truly a place of therapy for me. It's a release for me. Um, there are certain things that I was speaking about in here prior to me getting therapy that was allowing me to get things off my chest and allowing me to just take burdens off my shoulders for, for a bit. And now that I'm actively in therapy, I speak about things in therapy that I speak about on here and vice versa. And so now it's just like an extension of this process that I'm already going through and, and healing myself and, and developing myself and building new habits. This this is what this platform is. This is allowing me to speak more openly about something that, you know, I may not get through in a in a one hour session or maybe certain things I may cover in a one hour session that I may forget. And so now this platform that I have allows me to go deeper into that. And so this is something that I've spoken about extensively in, in, in my sessions about just actually it wasn't even something that I spoke about extensively. It was a it was a um it was a revelation that I came through through my therapy sessions and realizing that I've been failed. I've spoken to you all and detailed you all many a times about just my professional aspirations as a kid growing up and having to change that as an adult or having to change that as a teenager in terms of me wanting to be a professional athlete and just that just not working out for me. As a teenager, as a young adult, if you ask me why that didn't work out for me, 99% of the time, I'll tell you that it has something to do with me, which it does wholeheartedly has something to do with me, but I was placing all the blame on myself. Oh, I didn't work hard enough. Oh, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. But I would never admit to the fact that I just wasn't guided properly. Like I didn't have that person in my life to tell me that, all right, this is what you want to do. This is what you need to do. This is the route you need to take. These are the steps you need to take. This is how you get this. This is how you achieve this. I didn't have that. And so when I make a statement such as black men have failed me, that is the failure. Um, Me realizing that I wanted to achieve a certain goal, me realizing I wanted to achieve a certain lifestyle and not having that guidance. I placed a lot of blame on myself really up, up until recently for why things didn't pan out the way they panned out. But that blame should not be entirely upon me. And when I came to that realization that I can't continue to solely blame myself, that in itself was a weight lifted off my shoulder because I didn't even realize that I was even carrying that weight around. It was just something that I just had accepted and moved on. You know, a lot of times when things don't go our way, especially with black people, that's what that's how we turn. I mean, that's how we um, react to it. It's just, you know, you want something to happen so bad. You want something to work out so bad. And when it doesn't, you just have to accept it for what it is and keep on pushing. And that's what I've done. But in the process of me keeping on pushing, I started to create stress for myself. Because now I was putting blame upon myself for why something I wanted so bad didn't turn out the way I wanted. 
And it took me coming to that realization to understand how heavy that weight was. I never really understood how heavy that weight was because I was getting so used to doing it. Me growing up in a situation I grew up in and having a father that I was incarcerated, growing up in a neighborhood I grew up in, growing up in a single parent home and uh, uh, to a single mother with a bunch of kids. My mama got a bunch of kids. Um, I wasn't properly prepared for success in the avenue that I wanted to go down. And again, when I make a statement like black men have failed me, I want to omit people who have helped me. I'm not to say I didn't have any help, but I didn't have that constant figure in my life, that constant male figure. Like I've, I've discussed in previous episodes about one of my uncles being my heroes and that being an inspiration for me even joining the military, the reason why that was even possible. Um, that's the person I looked up to. But in the same sense, you have to understand that this was a person who had a career that in any instance he can be in a whole nother continent for six months, seven months, eight months. And so that's not a constant figure. But when, you know, when we spent that time together, it was definitely something that was that was great. And it was something that was uh, greatly appreciated. Another male figure, constant male figure in my life was my grandfather. I've spoken extensively about my relationship with him as well, about just me not really appreciating the relationship we had because I knew that he loved me and I believe he knew that I loved him. And he always showed that he loved me. But because I was lacking in so many areas of my development as a young man, I didn't know how to really appreciate that relationship. But that was another constant figure. That was another person who could have guided me. as another person who could talk to me and different things like that. So I'm not saying that I didn't have any. Um, I didn't have any figures in my life. But for the most part, I didn't have a constant figure. Going back to what I was speaking about me growing up in a situation I grew up in and me having an incarcerated father single parent mother growing up in the neighborhood I grew up in different things like that these are many aspects that can lead to the derailment of a black man um it has led to derailment of a black man in many different instances I'm grateful that my life has turned out the way it has um that's through hard work that's through my support system my mother my grandmother my great-grandmother um my my grandmother's sisters like my support system my entire life has been women um i think about sporting events i think about achievements in school think about work achievement different things like that um it had always been women my mother my grandmother great-grandmother my great-grandmother's daughters those are the people that you're gonna always see around me celebrating me um continuing to guide me continuing to push me but the problem with that is i'm i'm getting the love that i should be getting for women something that's natural for women but I'm not getting the guidance from men like the men were never around. And I never really had that um, thinking about my sporting events like I didn't have, you know, once my father was out the picture, I didn't have someone to step in and, and guide me and take me somewhere after practice or take me somewhere in between practice and work on certain things or even just talk to me and ask me about what my aspirations were so that they can try to help guide me. I lack that. And so in that for that reason. I was failed. I wasn't properly prepared to go down the avenues that I wanted to explore as a young kid. Um, we say a lot of times, you know, especially in the hoods, that it takes a village. And it truly does. And I don't know where the hell my village was in the sense of the black man to help me. There was a lot that was around, um, whether it's my neighborhood, whether I think about family, friends, whether I think about family, relatives. Whatever the case may be, there was a lot that was around, but it was never anyone to say, make sure you continue to go down this road. Don't make this street. Don't make this turn down this street. I never had that. And so that when I make a st statement like that, that's where that comes from.
Um, I never had that. I know I keep on saying it and it sounds redundant, but that is the 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 real reason behind that statement is that I'm I'm grateful to 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 be where I am now. But had I not been here, had my life had turned out a, a, another way, it wouldn't have been no surprise because in those situations, that's usually how life turned out. I didn't seen it play out for friends. I didn't see it turn out that way for family. I didn't see it turn out in, in media, people I don't know. Um, in many, many instances, I've seen how the story plays out. And I'm so grateful that mine turned out the way it turned out. Um, but going back into just the things that I missed up, missed out upon. And I don't want, I want to say this. I don't want to say that someone else should have stepped in and, and took over the role that my father should have had. Cause I don't want to place anyone else's responsibilities on another person, but I think that we have to do better within our communities and recognizing certain situations. Um, we have to do better in our communities, recognizing, Hey, my friend is away. He has a, a son growing up in the same neighborhood we grew up in. What can I do to ensure that this kid is on the right track? Hey, you know, my best friend is away. He has a son that's in the single parent home. What can I do to make sure this kid is, is going down the right track? Hey, my cousin is away. He has a single parent. He has a he has a son that's sing, in a single parent home. What can I do to make sure that this kid is, is going down the right track and, and achieving their goals? My nephew is away. I have, he has a, a son, single parent home, grew up in the same neighborhood that we grew up in. What can I do to make sure that this child is going down the right road? We miss that. We miss that in our communities. And maybe it's different in your community, but in my community, I didn't see that. Um, and we have to understand that as young men, when we miss out on that constant, that, that constant father figure, we miss out on key important factors in our development. Um, we miss out on, on how miss out on how to learn how to establish relationship with other men. Like that is my biggest regret. And I say it, and I'm gonna keep on saying it a million times with my grandfathers that I didn't know how to really maintain and build and reciprocate re- reciprocate reciprocate the love that he was showing me in the relationship that we had because I'd never been taught that. Like I didn't have a male figure in my life to show me how to love another man. I didn't have another male figure in my life to show me how to maintain a relationship with another man. And so I missed out upon that. Thinking about development, um, thinking about, you know, the importance of, of education and the importance of structure and the importance of school. I missed out on that because I didn't have anyone around to teach me any of those things. Um, thinking about relationships. Granted, you know, as a kid, it doesn't really matter that much, but we learn so much about the opposite sex as a young age because of uh, the relationship between our parents, because of the things we see in media, um, because of the, our older relatives, whatever the case may be. We learn a lot just from watching that. We may not really understand what a relationship is, um, but we see certain dynamics in, in certain families we see certain dynamics certain relationships we see certain dynamics certain friendships and we and that's how we um articulate love or that's how we articulate companionship and so we grow up and we unknowingly repeat the same patterns that we learn 
not knowing that the certain patterns we learn were toxic because we don't have anyone in guidance say, hey, you know, this is how you treat a woman. If you care for a woman, this is how you care for her. This is how you speak to her. This is how you interact with her. This is how you solve things. This is how you figure things out. We miss out on those things. That's a key, important part of our development. Um, that's another thing that I'm missing out on. Um, going on sports, like training. And I don't want to say that, again, the reason why I say like 100%, it wasn't upon me how my life didn't turn out the way I wanted it to turn out is because so many other people were in my shoes. And for some people, they made the best of it. But the people who are in my shoes and made the best of it, I can guarantee you in each example, you can pinpoint one male figure that saw this kid has potential. This kid doesn't have a constant figure in their life. And so let me step in and be that. Even if it's not just a father, just a positive role model, um, how to be a man, how to learn how to do certain things, um, how to have certain etiquette. Um, you could pinpoint that in almost each and every athlete's life. You know, there are a lot of unique cases to where you won't find that, but for most cases, you're going to find that. Um, and so these are the things we miss out upon. Again, I don't want to be placing someone else's responsibilities, like, like my father's responsibilities onto other people that were around me. But I think that we have to understand if we're going to continue to build up our communities, if I'm going to be on this platform stressing how important it is for us to build up our communities and to stick with our people and to rely upon our people. These are things as men that we have to recognize. These are things as men that we have to realize and step in and try to correct to the best of our ability. Yes, we have other responsibilities, but at the same time, if we truly believe the children are our future, these are the things that we have to be aware of. These are the things that we have to correct. We speak so much about breaking generational curses. Um, a lot of time that phrase is like, Related to like a monetary value is like I'm gonna break the generational curse. I'm get out of debt. I'm have financial freedom. I'm gonna make an X amount of money. But there are other things in terms of generational curse that need to be break, broken as well. Um, how the men in your family treat women, um, marriages, um, fatherhood, um, occupations, wherever the case may be. There are so many other generational curses that need to be broken. And if we don't step in in instances like mine and lead people down a correct path we're going to continue to perpetrate that idea of that broken man because if, how are you going to break a generational curse if this person isn't getting guidance and now they're in the same position that you're in i think for me and my generation we were raised by a lot of parents that had similar upbringings that we did maybe there was a a, a mother who wasn't at home maybe there was a father who wasn't at home maybe even generation before me um maybe you had you know a parent or both parents were drug addicts and so that caused them to be missing um and so and a lot of times you have kids have to feed for themselves and raise for themselves i've had many stories with many friends um i have many stories with people who aren't friends with people who just have stories with just their upbringing who come from those type of backgrounds where their parents are raised in a broken home um, their parents wasn't raised in the in the in the most proper family structure, but they end up having kids, and then once they had kids, you know there was neglection there with the child as well because they never learned. Like that is breaking a generational curse. Understanding that there was a trickle effect from your grandparents or your parents to you, and someone stepping in and saying, "Okay, this isn't correct. I'm aware that this wasn't this my upbringing." wasn't something that anyone else should have to go through. And so now I have to do what I can to prevent the next generation from repeating those curses. 
from per, per, like from going down that road. This is the things that we have to speak about. The reason why I brought up um, Furious Styles is because, granted, that was his biological son, but just the importance in that figure of Lawrence Fishburne in that movie, it spoke volumes of how powerful a black man could be should he step in and, and, and play a role of, of, of guidance and letting someone know that, you know, you are love, letting someone know that this is how your life should play out. This is what you want. This is what you should do. Like that movie could have been, that movie could have went a whole nother way. Had Trey stayed in that car, went, you know, to, to, to get the killers of uh, Ricky um, with Doughboy. His life could have played out completely different. And in many instances, things like that happen. But he had a father. He had a father who cared for him. He had a father who told him that it wasn't worth, you know, retaliating. He had a father who let him know that he loved him. He had a father who, from childhood, built structure within a home, you know, established chores, established uh, the importance of school, established how to, um, 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 what is the word I'm looking for? It's a D word. How to de-escalate situations. How to de-escalate, you know, situations where it's high intense, where it's high emotions, different things like that. He had a father to show him that way. And because of that, it made Trey Styles a better man. And this is all what I meant by that statement. That black men have failed me is that I didn't have that figure. I think in many instances, people step into lives and create lives. Um, and have no intentions of really breaking those curses that need to be broken. I think one way or another, we as black men all deserve a furious styles. And I think that's all I got for you all this week. We just had the 30 minute mark, which is perfect. I'm trying to think if I missed anything as I was spoken about this subject, but I don't think I did. As we get out of here, I don't have a what to watch this week. But we have a best kept secret. We're going to bring the best kept secret back for one week um, because it is perfectly aligned with this episode. Listen to the song Honor Amongst Thieves by Sky Zoo. And then when you finish listening to that song, listen to his project Milestones. You had to listen to him in that order. First, listen to Honor Amongst Thieves, which is just a song. It's a nine minute song, but it's well worth listening. And it ties into this episode of this podcast. Then once you listen to that song, transition to the entire um, album milestones and don't shuffle it run it from front to back that's the big one piece podcast for this week y'all i'm out